Today, a stunning jobs report emerges this week. Minneapolis aims to dismantle their police department. And Joe Biden has a basket of deplorables moment. We've got a lot coming up on this Friday, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by TheBlaze.com's own Aaron Cullen. Back in studio and in the first chair. No, these guys took the other seats first. I got he, here last. I, I actually my completely <laughs> believe that story because every time I'm like, Aaron, you realize you don't always have to sit I didn't choose this. at the very yeah. last chair. Like, we can mix it up. There's no assigned seats here. Here I am. So I'm sure he's very uncomfortable right now. A little bit. Or if he's not now, I will try to make him so. Uh, Successful. Also, also joined once again by Tim Young of the Washington Times. I don't want to get in the middle of these these conversations. It's too late. You guys again. But I just want to say. Yes. I didn't use my white privilege to sit in the first chair, so. Congratulations. I'm very woke right now. Congratulations to you. Uh, also, Blaze TV contributor Eric July back in the house. Thanks for being here. Uh, all right, we have got a lot to get into. Let's talk about jobs. A really surprising to some jobs report emerged this week. Uh, the unemployment rate for May uh, predicted by Dow, Dow Jones experts to uh, rise to a devastating 19.5% from April. It was 14.7% in April. They thought it was going to rise to 19.5%. It actually dropped to 13.3%. Obviously, we're in the middle of the COVID lockdown crisis. uh, And now we've got, you know, some downtowns that are closing early, having curfews because of all the rioting, all the looting. Still, the U.S. economy managed to create more than 2.5 million jobs in May. That is also, just for perspective, that is by far the biggest one-month jobs gain in U.S. history since at least 1939. Um, I, I am, I try to be optimistic. I was going to say I am as optimistic as they come, but we all know that's not true. I try to be optimistic, but I look at this and I was even surprised by this because I was still bracing myself for more bad news Looks like people are starting to go back to work. We may end up seeing this V uh, that uh, people within the Trump administration said that we would see, Aaron. Yeah, none of the projections showed anything like this. And so this is a surprise to everybody. It's great news. We should all be unified in being happy about it. Unfortunately, there are some people who are now looking at it like as the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Are they kind of fudging the numbers a little bit? Um, But regardless of that, it's great news to see that we're recovering in some kind of way. These reopenings as they're happening, we're not seeing the cases spike. And now we're seeing people get back to work. Hopefully we can continue doing that. We'll see over the next three or four weeks how these protests may affect the coronavirus thing. Uh, but it's a good news all around, and it's the first time that we've seen any good economic news, and I don't know how long, so yeah. it's great. Yeah. Well, coronavirus is over. We, that's what. Oh, that's is what it? Okay, my yeah, I mean, it's done. That was that was like two <laughs> weeks ago, man. I'm sorry, I'm, people I'm took the streets. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's done. Listen, maybe uh, maybe a lot of these rioters are getting jobs. You know, they used to be baristas. They lost their job uh, because of coronavirus. Now they're getting picked up by Antifa and uh, now Soros they're getting, organizations. Now they're getting paid by George so, like, Soros. <laughs> exactly. It's good, and that's great for the economy and Donald Trump. <laughs> Eric. Um, yeah, uh, I'm actually surprised. Anybody, you know, would think it about the fact that these these uh, states are reopening um i guess that sort of attributes you know to it and i'm hoping that people see that and continue to reopen um you're right i think everything is over when we talk about this virus on a serious note because um look (laughs) you can't go back on that you can't just say that we're even having hospital workers and and an epidemiologist that that claim to be unbiased saying that that's more important to link up basically they're going against everything that they were lecturing us about for three months oh well so just to to dig into that for a second the protesters who were protesting the lockdowns were told by all of these health experts that they were 
literally killing people. Now, all of a sudden, these riots and looting are important enough to risk it. Absolutely. Um, And I think it's silly for any considering that that's taking place on a serious note. And you're looking at those numbers. There's no absolutely no reason why the economy shouldn't be. I'm talking about abolition of whatever order or whatever that exists that's preventing people from getting to work. They should all be eliminated by by law. Just 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 do it. Just do it. Uh, eliminate all of those laws uh, or more so those orders that are preventing people from getting back to work because you cannot logically say that it is okay to for a mass amount of people to get grouped up together and march no matter peaceful or not peaceful um, and, and to get to do that and then say that they can't go to the gym or something like that. That is stupid. And what you have to look at is if there is for some reason a second wave of this, nobody's going to lock down, you know, and it undermines. It, it might be fine for coronavirus, but unfortunately it does undermine what people are going to look at from public health experts because we've seen that what they've said is not true, it's not consistent. And so when something else comes up down the road and they say, oh, you guys have got to lock down, nobody's going to do it no matter what happens in November and December in terms of this virus. So By the way, be- why aren't we wearing uh, crappy cloth masks that protect us from nothing while sitting this close? I tried because to, Sarah wouldn't let me. Because we're here at Blaze TV and we know they're full of crap. <laughs> That's why. Uh, no, I, but so I wonder about that, Aaron, because I can't make up my mind if I really genuinely believe that people are going to say, screw the lockdown, it, it wasn't worth it last time, it didn't help. Or if there are a lot of people, because we know the mainstream media is going to feed the narrative that, well, imagine how bad it was going to be if we hadn't have locked down. It just seems and like, they're going to use yeah. this. I mean, I know, like, it's 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 cor- just because it's you know correlated doesn't mean that it, it caused mm-hmm. it, right? But I just I feel that coming. I can see them just the writing on the wall, and they're going to say, "Well, I mean, we saved you guys from like way more deaths because yeah. we locked you and, down. We have and to do it." The polling shows that there's a lot of people who are going to think that way, but I think the people like us who now are skeptical of it, Smart who. Ones. Yeah, <laughs> the ones who, yeah, we kind of complied a little bit early. Like, we're now we're going to be looking at this and saying, well, you're going to have to show us a little bit more proof for us to sort of just cut off our work and stay locked in our houses and to suffer the same kind of economic consequences again for the same reason, because we know so much more about this virus and the risk and what precautions we do need to take versus the ones that we don't need to take. Yeah. Uh, President Trump, of, I mean, he responded to the news. Why wouldn't he respond to the news of the uh, shocking jobs report? He said, really big jobs report. Uh, great going President Trump. Kidding, but true. He has that part in parentheses, of course. Great going President Trump tweeted by President Trump. Pat yourself on the back if <laughs> no one else will, right? I mean, it's, you know what? Can you really blame the guy at this point? Can yeah. you really blame the guy? He's got the entire mainstream media against him. They never want to give him credit for anything, uh, including the economy that he stepped back and let us build uh, by freeing us up. You got to, I mean, sometimes I'd be feeling, I'm like, If I was him, okay. I'd be feeling the same way after the two months that he's yes, had and yes. that we've all had, you know, celebrate it. Yes. Uh, so he also said uh, in a follow-up tweet, these numbers are incredible. I am so stunned. I've never seen numbers like this, and I've been doing this for 30 years. He was, of course, quoting uh, Fox Business host Maria Bartiromo. Doesn't matter. Different network. Who Bartiromo. cares? Bartiromo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he said this is this is an amazing amazing jobs report. He's quoting the people at Fox Business, right? Because th- those are the only people. He's going to get Fox Business. He's going to get Blaze TV. He'll get OAN, maybe some quotes from OAN, but he's not going to get any quotes from any of the mainstream media. Um, I guess my question, and, you know, we get in trouble with the audience if we dare criticize the president. But I want to ask a legitimate question. I want a legitimate answer from you guys. How much credit does the president get to take on this? Zero. 
I mean, that's the thing. He's telling everybody to open back up, but this is literally just people going back to their jobs that they already had. The, the people who were furloughed, yes. right? So they knew that they knew that this was a temporary thing. Now they're going back to, to the work. extent that the job losses were not his fault. Yes. You know, you can't really right. just suddenly say this was all me. You know, he, he gets so he's saying zero. You're saying zero. Well, he, but we have to consider he, he, that it wasn't his fault that people lost. Right. Their jobs. And he gets credit for the economy being strong beforehand. And mm-hmm. so the bounce back is part yes. of that. But it's not like he didn't tank it. And so he didn't necessarily bring it back. It's correcting itself as the situation changes. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he had nothing to do with it. If we're going to be completely honest, right. as far as the fact that people are getting back to work, that was on these local governments, that was on the state governments, the governors and so forth, when they um allowed us to get back to work when they lifted their orders. So that's more attributed um, to it. But on a serious note, I just hope that we're looking at this no matter where you're at, no matter what state you're in and you're seeing this growth and you're seeing people not just die. um, I think it's time or we can just I'm willing to just say that we got conned Um, more so from the fact that they were so willing to go back on that and get to you know back these protests. I've seen so many write-ups of people that are in this industry, and they had nerve to claim that they were unbiased, which is totally false because you cannot logically say that it's it's not it was not okay for us to get in the swimming pool. Which, by the way, that Ozark swimming pool, they, they didn't find any no new cases, no new cases yeah. out of that. And they said they were going to go be killing grandmas and stuff like that, and then say, well, this is necessary um, and so forth. That is, those are diametrically opposed positions, and we can't take them seriously. Now, that's what I think going in the future they can't pull that card and say well they're just they're just being this is job the science trust the science they're just they don't have any political slant no this event right now proves that it has um absolute because if they legitimately thought that it was that dangerous i feel like they would have came out and say all right we even if we're for the cause you shouldn't do that this is bad but no they're back in the interest it. of public health right? yes exactly I mean, if, if you don't do that you're you literally want to kill grandma I mean, also, we've seen governors come out and democratic governors come out and mayors and say you know what this is different that you can't compare those protests to these protests yeah, no. they're blatantly saying yeah. that there's a double standard oh, well bill, bill de blasio didn't mm-hmm. even say these protests to protests he said uh you can't compare these protests to people being able to go to church mm-hmm. tim um there were people at church at George Floyd's funeral yesterday, but I'm not going to bring that up. Um, here's the thing. Uh, all of the models, all these scientific models that we were told to base everything off of started at one, one starting point. They were all at the same point, and that point would have been where we had to trust China. So if you push this back two months, which I think is when it really started in China, there's a couple of bits and, uh, bits and pieces of evidence that show that so far. This virus went crazy in the world for two months untouched. Untraveled, and we know how qu- the one thing that is accurate is how easy it is to catch it, how quickly it spreads. We all had it. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. George Floyd didn't he? Didn't they say he tested? Yeah, yeah. Tested yeah. positive. Oh, they probably they marked him it. probably. I'm yeah, if they counted yeah, him. yeah, yeah. They, they, I'm, I'm willing to bet that they added that. Washington the, State had five shooting victims that they said that they, they counted as COVID. Of course. Really. Mm-hmm. Of course. And it was it was one of the members of the health department there that actually said that on the record to a newspaper, as if that was some sort of functional and logical answer yeah obviously we counted all these shooting deaths as COVID-19 don't you know we're getting money from the government whenever we do that duh uh just to just to wrap up this particular topic um because you know we got to get the media spin on it uh the Washington Post WAPO seemed to miss changing its uh its SEO its search op- engine optimization headline, they were expecting a far worse jobs report. And uh, apparently their headline claimed a grim milestone to be reached with unemployment rate expected to be close to 20%. And then they had to 
change it in the article. So as you can see, if you guys are watching, they tweet, yeah, they tweeted <laughs> out the link. With the uh, that tells a lot, man. No, no, seriously, it tells a lot. So, let me tell the the audio podcast really quickly. So, in the tweet, the actual text of the tweet says U.S. jobless rate unexpectedly declined to 13.3 percent in May amid pandemic, and the link that they have linked still contains the headline that says grim milestone to be reached with unemployment rate expected to reach close to 20 percent. They didn't up the, update the link. So they were going into it anticipating yes. one thing. And I, I think that's how they always yes. have operated, where they it, it lets you know more so the lean and the slant and the bias that they have when they're supposedly reporting. It's that, OK, we, we have a narrative that exists and we look for what can support that said narrative. But they, this didn't support it at all. They wrote that before they had any numbers. Yeah, that's sad. Yes. I mean, it's not they even just- saw the projections and they said, we're just gonna assume that it's gonna be yeah. the case and they got, it got caught. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. That yeah. says a lot. Yeah, I know, I thought so too. Uh, so just your, uh, your, just your fake news update for the day. Uh, all right, we've got a lot more coming up, including Minneapolis, which is aiming to dismantle their police department. We'll tell you what they'd like to put in place of that, when we come back, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, so obviously, it is getting harder and harder for Americans. The jobs report is great. But uh, if you are one of many Americans who has been either hit by this COVID-19 crisis with the lockdowns, or maybe you have a store, your entire livelihood, and it's just gotten looted, uh, or rioters just busted all the windows out. It's getting harder for a lot of Americans out there. Patriot Mobile is here to help. They have now tried to help by reducing their prices even further than they already were. They were already super, super affordable, and they are doing what they can to help be even more affordable for those of you who need it right now. You can design a customized family plan starting at only $25. Patriot Mobile never charges hidden fees, and the great thing is they share your values. So they're not like Big Mobile. They're not going to send your hard-earned money that you're, you know, you work really hard, you pay your cell phone bill, and then they take a portion of that money and they donate it, usually if you're with Big Mobile, to causes like Planned Parenthood, left-leaning causes that you don't believe in. Patriot Mobile takes a portion of your bill and donates it to causes that you do believe in because they share your values, they support our Constitution, and they put people before profits. Now, switching is easy. You can keep your own phone number. You can bring your phone. You can buy a new one. It's 2020. You can do whatever the hell you want uh, these days when it comes to technology and cell phones. Right now, you can get free activation and a free gift if you use offer code NEWS at Patriot Mobile's website. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. Get that customized family plan starting at just $25 today. It is patriotmobile.com slash news, offer code NEWS. We spoke yesterday about uh, that there were several different police departments around the country who are looking at uh, maybe cutting the police budget, reallocating the money towards uh, the black community. I know L the L.A. mayor decided that they were, in fact, going to do that. I can't remember the specific number. 150 million. 100, yeah, 150 million that they are cutting from the police force and they are going to reinvest in uh, black communities and things of that nature. Now, uh, min the Minneapolis City Council members are aiming to, quote, dismantle the police department there and rethink public safety. Uh, they say they support radical changes to how the city handles law enforcement, and they want to replace it with a, quote, transformative new model for public safety. Now, uh, of course, ju just to give some context for you out there and you gentlemen, uh, Keith Ellison's son 
is a representative, oh, City Ward 5, and he is leading the calls to dramatically rethink how the city keeps its people safe. I know, Eric, you were fired up about this before the show, so I'm going to... Yeah, because all they're saying, it's just rhetoric, man. It's optics and it's rhetoric. It's just, hey, we're going to replace the... We'll disband it, and then we're going to replace it with another police force. Now, look, I'm I'm no anarchist at the table. I have absolutely no issue with... With, uh, you know, defunding them, disbanding them. Trust me, I've been talking about this privatization of, um, you know, this concept of safety. That's not what they're saying. They're not saying disband it, allow people to voluntarily come up with sort of these different sort of security measures or anything like that. And it's also not conducive when you consider what be it the state. Their, their laws, their gun laws that allows or more so disallows people to protect themselves uh, with it being like their duty to retreat laws and stuff like that. It would be one thing if they said we're disbanding it. We're also going to abolish these laws that make it nearly impossible uh, for you to legally protect yourself, your property, your family. Um, and we're going to allow the market to be the market. I would have been all on board for that, but that's not what's happening. And I don't want to pretend like what's going to they're going to replace it with is going to be any better than what, what exists there. It could be worse, actually. It could, I mean, it could be absolutely be right. be worse. It could be more militarized. It could be more, uh, you know, in terms of how they they actually enforce their sort of laws. It could be very unfair. That's just because they're saying they're going to replace it and then change the rhetoric surrounding it. It's all it is, is that. We're disbanding the police department to replace it with another police department. That's all they're saying. Now, what that is, maybe that's for, up for debate. Yeah. Well, uh, Tim, if you look at the language that they use, disbanded, dismantled, sounds a lot like there are going to be a whole bunch of good officers who just get kind of thrown out. We're going to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. This is all being done for four bad actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one man who murdered George Floyd and then the three who sat around and let it happen. That's that's mind blowing if you think about it. It's almost like I don't know shutting down your entire state for a couple of cases of a virus. So uh, on that logic, that. no, well, no, that's why would you do that? tell everybody Please. to stay home from work? Yeah, this ex- it's extremism happen. and it's it's virtue signaling to its finest. But if you take a look at this, if you're disbanding the police force, and we were just talking about this before the show, obviously because we prep, uh, <laughs> you there's there are a few weeks off in that point. Like, right, let's disband the police. Well, we're going to come up with a plan next. So you got about a month or so. How does this work? Right. You, you strip it down somehow so there's going to be less police in the streets in Minneapolis in areas that need those police to keep things safe for people who want to live the American dream. And that's it, just... Uh. Yeah. When it comes to the idea of you're talking about defunding these police departments, why not invest in better training? Why not invest in reforms and things to make it better? If you're talking about firing a bunch of police officers and then replacing them with something else, where are you finding people qualified to do this? Especially if you're cutting Berkeley. a bunch of people who, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you're, you're cutting a bunch of people who are already qualified to do it. Presumably, I don't know how many police officers are in that city, but presumably there are a bunch of good ones doing the job well. Are you going to let those people come back? Are you going to rehire them? Or will that mess up your virtue signaling and your optics of the situation? It's unproductive. It is just... It's just a show to call it something different. Mm-hmm. You need to address the problem. You need to address who has authority over it. If the same city officials have authority over this police department and they weren't holding them accountable when they were called the police, mm-hmm. they're not going to run That's them anymore when they're called something else. Mm-hmm. And so you're not doing anything except changing the name and putting the same people who caused the problem in charge of it. That's exactly what, like you, you put it perfectly. Like, 
it's not like they weren't already facilitating the police department right. as is. Right. So who, what? They're gonna come up with an alternative. You maybe are. We you need to disband you. Yeah, man, exactly. <laughs> maybe it's your, Maybe you are the actual issue. Well, I've said over and over again, systemic racism in cities comes from the system that's run by the Democrats in charge. Yeah. They've been in charge for fifty years. Yep. You know, the other thing too is. In Minneapolis in particular, this is going to go so off the rails that there's definitely going to be some sort of test at some point that officers of the new force or whatever it is are going to have to take where they'll have to identify like all 57 genders and be like, there's going to be this sensitivity garbage Mm -hmm. that is going to just be insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how all of that continues to shake out in cities across the nation. Uh, Let's move to Buffalo, New York. We're talking about police And, you know, obviously we're in this entire conversation because of what happened to George Floyd, which led to a national conversation about police brutality, mostly surrounding racism. But let's look at uh, in Buffalo, New York, yesterday, police officers have been suspended without pay after a video emerged of one of them, uh, at least, uh, shoving and seriously injuring an elderly man. Now, if you have children in the room, I would not personally want my child to see this video, so... You have been warned uh, to go ahead and remove any children from the room. But uh, this man takes quite a tumble after being pushed backward. And you can see he starts to get blood, like coming from, dripping from his head. I think it's his ear. It's very uncomfortable to watch, but uh, I think necessary to the conversation. So. Now, Aaron, um, you mentioned earlier uh, before we played this that perhaps we could be investing in better training for police officers. I feel like that would have come in handy in this particular situation. What you saw there was also a herd mentality where they push this guy over, he's bleeding on the ground, and they all look around at each other and like, I guess we'll just keep walking, and nobody really wants to stop and handle the situation. That guy was not a threat. That guy was not hurting anybody. Even if you want to remove him in some sort of way, you don't just push him over and then just walk over him as he's bleeding out. And what this, this speaks to, is the source problem is trust in the police department and all these communities even black communities, white communities, there's a lack of trust in these police forces. And when you see them do this, and then I believe the police department issued a statement saying that this guy tripped over his own feet before they eventually later suspended the officers. When you see departments lying on behalf of their officers and covering up these things, why would anybody trust the police departments? And so as we see more of these issues, we get further away from the solution that we need, which is that we need communities to trust that the people who are policing them are trustworthy, they have integrity, and they have their best interests in mind. And every time one of these videos comes out and every time a department covers for officers who are behaving badly, we get further away from getting where we need to be. Now, Tim, Aaron brings up a really great point, um, and, and I completely agree with you. I also try to see the police officer's side that they are very weary of the public right now, too. There are a lot of police officers who have gotten killed who are being targeted right now. So how, how do you, what do you do? How do you solve this? Who, who gives grace first, right? Because you've got a community who says, you guys are a threat to us. And you've got another community, the police officers, who are saying, you guys are a threat to us. We're all on edge. We're all tense. I don't know. I, I, I'm having trouble seeing how we navigate this. Uh, I am too, actually. I don't have an answer for that. So let's just change the topic a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Uh, you are 1,000% right about the, the fraternity of police, right? 
the police are good. First responders are great people until they circle the wagons around a bad actor. And then they're all just as bad as that bad actor. Uh, in this instance, though, uh, it's terrible that they did not stop for that man. They should have stopped for that man. But it seemed like something else was going on. And every one of these videos that I've seen in these riots, it always shows the results of something from police, but not that minute beforehand. It did look like there were violent protesters and people being pushed and around. They, they were going to arrest. They arrested the man that was right after the man who fell. And this is, they what, pushed. this is what these Antifa types do, is they put up innocent people in the front. They may have encouraged this elderly man to go up and, and get in the face of these police, hoping that something would happen, so then they would have this clip. So we have to kind of take, it the, take a look at the bigger picture. Yeah, it can go both ways. I mean, there can be bad actors on both sides. Um, again, I know we have this binary thinking when we talk about this sort of thing, but... That's the reality. But you did hit it on the, on the head as far as like when we see videos like that, it makes it very hard for people to. I think what you, you spoke to a good point when you say that when they come out and let's say protect the people that are acting bad, I think that's what makes it so much worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they were to come out and say, OK, that was a bad actor. Yes. We got rid of it. The problem is solved. I think a lot more people would respond differently. Uh, you can maybe even make that case with this George Floyd situation. Mm -hmm. If the cops were immediately arrested and, and uh, you know, or immediately like arrested, maybe we don't have this. But they were fired. And then it wasn't until day four that they decided to uh, five day four or five when they decided to uh, arrest one. And the other three, they didn't do anything. It was another few more days before they, they actually that might have been this week that wow. they finally got the, the other three guys. So you can you can see how. They are, well, I mean, there's government for you, very inefficient when it comes to actually solving the issue. And it puts everybody on the edge. You speak to a decent point to where you say they're on the edge, mm -hmm. the other folks are on the edge. And then we have this big, big clash of more so uh, attention. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's one of those things that I don't think anybody has an answer as to what's going to solve that because we're already there. Yeah. You know, I think the, the question only that we can more so answer is, how did it get there and how do we try to, you know, not make that happen again? But that tension is what it is. It's now. a valid point. And I guess the reality is, though, police have to be held to that high standard. Higher I mean, standard. It is. I do empathize do with them to where, you know, they are in a tense situation. They are on edge. They're being attacked. Some of them have been killed. But that doesn't change the job and it doesn't change the responsibility of it, as difficult as it may be. And so I don't, you know, I don't look at these guys and say, oh, you're all evil and you all have, right. you know, racism or evil in your heart or whatever. But there still has to be a high standard because they have more authority. So they have to be held to that higher standard because they have that power over the people that they're policing. Yeah. All right. We've got uh, more coming up, including a really fun Joe Biden gaffe that you are not going to want to miss. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So if you are a dog owner, you love your dog, you want the best for your dog, you buy them this dog food thinking that you are giving them everything that they need to thrive. But if it's dry dog food, there's nothing alive in it. All of the things that your dog needs, the nutrients, the vitamins, the probiotics, all the stuff that's supposed to be alive in that food is killed when the manufacturers sterilize the product. So uh, that's where Rough Greens comes in. And by the way, Rough Greens is not going to take the place of your dog food. All you do is sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. It is a supplement that contains massive amounts of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega oils, and antioxidants. 
It supports a healthy skin and coat. Uh, it improves digestion. And if you have an older dog, it will give your dog youthful energy and improve their mobility and joint health. Your dog is also going to love it. Uh, our dog gobbles it right up. We have a nine-month-old Doberman, and she loves it. I know Glenn's dog. Uh, Glenn has a German Shepherd. He loves it as well. Stu Bergier has a very elderly uh, old dog, and it's been great for him as well. They've seen amazing results in him. Take the Rough Greens 14-Day Jumpstart Challenge today for $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. I'm telling you guys, this stuff really works. It is so good for your dog, and they love it. It's a win-win. You can go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. A lot of people are saying that Joe Biden has had had his basket of deplorables moment uh, similar and reminiscent to uh, Hillary Clinton's 2016 comments when she labeled Americans, certain Americans, I should say, deplorables. Uh, he was on with Don Cheadle on, I don't know, one of, what, a, what is this? I think Biden it was Biden's own, yeah, I guess it was Joe Biden's own online forum that like five people watch. Mm -hmm. I don't know who would watch this. Uh, he can't even, he doesn't even understand how the internet works most of the time. He's like, am I on? Do I, do you, do I go? Do you guys want me to go? Uh, but he was on with Don Cheadle. We're having a little bit of problems playing that, that uh, clip. So let me quote it for you. He said, the words, of course, he's talking about George Floyd, police brutality, racism, because as we know in the mainstream media, all of those things go together. Uh, the words a president says matter. So when a president stands up and divides people all the time, you're going to get the worst of us to come out. Do we really think this is as good as we can be as a nation? I don't think the vast majority of people think that. There are probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of the people out there that are just not very good people, but that's not who we are. The vast majority of people are decent, and we have to appeal to that, and we have to unite people and bring them together. Now, I, I read that, and I don't see the basket of deplorables uh, generalization because Hillary Clinton was very clearly targeting Trump supporters and Trump voters when she made that comment. Uh, Joe Biden is saying... Me, this is what I think. You guys tell me if if you agree. I think Joe Biden, and I'm not a Joe Biden fan, obviously. I think Joe Biden is just saying, yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to have a, a, a little bit of society who's just crappy people. Yeah, and this is the downside for him being a Democrat. He's going to be held to the standard that they have set for themselves right. to where right. you can't say anything general, even if it's true, even if it's true that there are actually bad people out there. And that's not controversial to me. Is it 10 to 15%? I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. But because of the culture that they've created of the way that you have to talk, he can't even get away with that. So I'm fine to see him get punished and criticized for saying this thing because you know what? They do it to us. They do it to everybody. So they get to live with it. That's fair. And, and Tim, to Aaron's point, uh, you know, he did say that the president stands up and divides people all the time, which I don't like Biden doesn't. I mean, right. like, like I'm there not he is sure. with, you know, Don Cheadle, who hates the president and is very public about it. I mean, the, the double standard is so ridiculous. It's the same thing when we talk about like rioters, like the rioters are causing trouble and then the cops step in and then the rioters, the victim. Mm -hmm. Same thing with these Joe Biden uh, tell whatever the town hall thing is that he calls it that only journalists tune into, by the way. God bless whoever works here at this network that had to sit through that. God bless you. Uh, but that. This, he's dividing people and he's saying, oh, it's Donald Trump's fault. No. Hillary Clinton was really one of the biggest dividers. Barack Obama Barack was Obama. one of the biggest dividers. 
And this just, he's such a lame candidate because he could have come up with a nickname instead of 10 to 15%, though. You know, at least she had deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, or, I mean, to, to Tim's point, Eric, uh, how about Nancy Pelosi? How about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? How about any of these Democrat faces who are notorious for dividing us and trying to make all Trump supporters or Trump voters or President Trump himself sound like horrible people? But, but President Trump stands up. And yeah, I mean, the whole concept of dividing and division has always been silly to me because I think inherently we are divided um, among different cultures, subcultures and so forth. I mean, that's not anything that scares me. No, and it's and 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 quite frankly, it's not. I mean, I know a lot of people think that should be his job, but me personally, like, I just want you out of my way. Um, I'm 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 perfectly fine with people being divided. Divided, I think, is a beautiful thing as long as they can keep it nonviolent and and there's no aggression between each other. I mean, we can be divided as as we want. It's when when we link up with each other and we have that tension, that clash, that that aggression that exists. That's when the division becomes a particular issue. So really, what when they get it towards oh he's divide he's dividing so and so it's more so like well they they have a particular narrative that they want to control and they have a particular narrative that they want to run with mm-hmm. and that's what they're running with and anybody outside of that that isn't them then they, they want to separate from them now when it comes to what he said about the 15 percent just like you said i mean i don't really find anything wrong with that i think there's a lot of bad people i mean no can anybody turn on the news right now and think there's not bad people right. that they're destroying businesses and stuff like that of course there's a lot of uh bad people what the percentage is like you said i don't care i don't really know what the percentage is but that's sort of the binary thinking the false dichotomies that they create and now he's going to be held to them yeah so she didn't create them that's on y'all uh but that's what they've done they've held us to this standard they say even with like you mentioned with the riding and stuff like that I, I would more so point to the fact that why is it that when we speak against this you if you follow me on social media anytime i speak against that they say well you uh support Excuse me, that you support cops or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> have you heard me speak at all? At all. Like, I, I know Eric. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, but that's the binary uh, thinking yeah, that, that yeah. they have. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's because. Well, how about this? If you didn't post a black uh, box on Blackout Tuesday, obviously you're racist. Yes, yes exactly. Because yeah, I knew scrawny white kids with, with pronouns in their bio to, to speak <laughs> hey, listen, up for me. Like, that's going to be a requirement if you're in that new Minneapolis <laughs> police, the woke police force. you got to have all the woke Instagram posts. Yeah. You know, when it comes to division, he, he never presents solutions to it because he needs to be able to just speak against it. So it has to continue to exist for him to continue speaking against it. But Joe Biden will never tell you how to fix it because he just wants to show he just wants to talk bad about it and blame it on somebody else. Is it that or is it that he just doesn't know much (laughs) of anything? That's probably more true. A little bit of both. Um, You know what? Let's go ahead. Speaking of that, let's let's take a break early. Let's let's go ahead and break now. And when we come back, Let's go over this uh, this Joe Biden gaffe. It's a fun one. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back. Uh, Joe Biden, we were just discussing his online town hall he did with uh, Don Cheadle and some other guy, activist Keith James. I don't know. He's an activist. Uh, And he had a moment where, you know, Joe Biden, he's been going on doing all of these hits on mainstream media. And it's hard to not notice that he cannot do them without the notes in his lap. So he really is having trouble getting this one, just one, just the one point down. He repeats it several times. And as you can see from this video, he just he can't quite get there. Watch. The act of protesting should never 
be allowed to overshadow the reason for the protest. The act of protesting should, you know, should never be allowed to overshadow the reason for the protest in the first place. And what I worry about tomorrow night in Wilmington, for example, there's a lot of really good people. I'm going to be out. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be up in, uh, up in Pennsylvania. But tomorrow night, what I worry a little bit about is you and many others are going to be out there protesting legitimately for change. But we can't allow the protesting to overshadow the purpose of the protest. He just can't get past that line. Every time he looks down, it's like that's the one that catches his eye, and he just he notices that he's saying it again. Yeah. But he just has to go through. I think it. I maybe feel they put that one in big font for him. I yeah, think I so, or maybe highlighted it. I feel like he uh, he felt like he nailed that last one. Like I feel like Third he walked off. Yeah, he walked off, and he was like, <laughs> "Yes, got I got that one that time." But the act of protesting should not overshadow the actual protesting. No, I'm sure that they, they trained him on these talking points before. They said, Joe, this is the point that we want you to they get through this to. thing. But it's not even a complicated talking point. Why does he have to reference his notes to get that talking point? That's the most basic, simple thing. And again, this just goes to show, like, are we, do we trust this guy to run the country and make quick decisions? No. Let's say we're in no. a military conflict situation. Let's say, Mr. President, what are we going to do? With it? Like, what is he going to do? Is he going to respond quickly to that situation? Talk about corn pomp and <laughs> how children like to rub the hair on his legs and, yeah. then, and then go off the into stories The list of things that he said is so long. It's, it's unbelievable you, at this point. Could you imagine if Donald Trump said that? If Donald Trump did that it had to keep looking down. Uh, we already know that they try to invoke the 25th Amendment every day because he sniffs. <laughs> They're like he was sniffing too much. There's something wrong with him. They He's got to go. Uh, what was it? Memorial Day. They said he looked wobbly when he placed the, <laughs> the wreath like they do this over and over again. Joe Biden is like half past dead. That man cannot put sentences together. He has not had a speech longer than 15 minutes in like a year. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with him. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Donald Trump has said it. He goes, Barack Obama knows. Remember when he said that? Yeah. Barack Obama knows. They know yes. what's going on. <laughs> I'm just shocked they're going to stick with him. And I, I guarantee you they're going to stick with him through the entire election. You think? Yes. Wow. So you think there's no chance at the convention they do anything different? No. Well, they were looking at Cuomo for a while, but then he killed all those people in the nursing home. And it's like, you can't put him up there now. <laughs> you can't find a good Democrat maybe, these days. Maybe he thought Joe was in one of those nursing homes <laughs> and it was strategy. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, look, I don't, I don't know, man. That guy, yeah, for such a basic point, because he's just basically trying to say there's a reason why they're protesting and we don't want that action to sort of overshadow Wait that. a second. That I noticed that you didn't use no, notes. No, I don't need notes to make that, make that <laughs> point. I mean, obviously, he is well over double my age. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's such a basic point. But the fact that he ha- has to continue to reference his notes, it, to me, it makes it seem as if it's not genuine. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't even really know what he's saying. He doesn't know what he's trying to say. It's just a talking point that was handed to him. And he's just sort of regurgitated. It's not really anything that he seems to actually believe, because if he did, he would just say it. Or, which is more likely the case, he can't. He just can't. Like, even if he believes it, he's like, his mind does not allow him to put that together. And Mm -hmm. if they want to stick with that, so be it. It's going to be very entertaining at at the debate. You can't think that he's the one that's choosing his VPs. You know, somebody else is choosing that for him because he's probably not even involved in that process. And again, that choice is going to be huge because that person is going to have a lot more authority than you would expect. Yeah. Oh, I mean, could you imagine what the interview process was like if Joe Biden was in charge of that? A lot of hair sniffing, a lot of shoulder rubbing. Do you like pudding? 
<laughs> You're in. That's all I need to know. I love pudding. I eat it all the time. Like I, I can't imagine what that interview process would even be like. Uh, how about the debates, though? How about the debates? You got. I mean, is is he gonna? Is he going to get himself together, or is he just going to be? No, and I always thought that Trump had the upper hand on him in a debate situation. But as as the weeks and months go on, it gets even worse and worse. To the point, it's going to be painful to literally watch that happen because Trump's not going to go easy on him. He's no, going to no. kill him up there, and yeah. it's going to it's going to be painful to watch. Even if you don't want Joe Biden to win, you you really just want somebody to say, "All right, that's enough. We got to let this go." Does Joe Biden, Tim, get the like the empathy? From from Americans, Are and they're they going to say oh. that he gets elder abuse, and then yeah. say he should be the leader of the free world at the same time. It's a question I'm asking. It's a question. There are some dumb people out here that can vote. Ten to fifteen percent know. of people are very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's the thing: during this debate with Trump, we've seen Joe get very physically aggressive when he gets challenged yeah. with everyone. Yeah. I bet he puts hands on Donald Trump in one of these debates. Really? Mm-hmm. Especially I mean, a town hall where you're walking around. Remember, Hillary said Donald Trump was very imposing and creepily followed her around. Behind. She liked it. But Joe is going to turn around and poke. He does this all the time, poke and push and, and inappropriately touch uh, Donald Trump. It's going to get ugly. He has threatened to fight him like multiple times over yeah. the last year. He threatens year to so. fight literally everyone. You want to step you outside? Want, yeah, you yeah. Want, what, you want a push-up contest? Look fat. Yeah, I'll, I'll totally <laughs> nail you. Uh, Eric, I hope it thoughts? doesn't get physical because that's not going to be a good look. Um, it well, may just be that... We're talking about TV. Like. Yeah, that's true. This is just entertainment at this point. It is a show, so maybe that is um, exactly what we want, man. He, he's in tough. He's in tough shape, man, and if this debate actually takes place. Uh, maybe they'll go back to crying about the virus, um, you know, again. Um, and maybe they'll use that as their out to why they can't have this be a thing. Now, I don't know if that's going to be allowed. They or, could go back to mail-in voting. Uh, well, true. we were just out taking the streets, but we definitely need... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure what d- direction they're going to go, but if it gets to a point to where both of those guys are on the debate stage... Yeah, it's going to be ugly. It doesn't really matter how you feel about Trump. You can hate his guts, but he's not losing a debate to that man. Like, there's no way that that's going to happen. <laughs> All right. We, we will be back in just a minute. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it really is. You know, they used this really major study to criticize him on hydroxychloroquine and how it was killing people, and he was so irresponsible to be pushing such a dangerous drug on people as if you don't have to get a doctor to prescribe it for you. Uh, it turns out that the authors just retracted that study. Um, they could not obtain the data set in the study in order for third-party reviewers to confirm the results. So, the study that everyone used to criticize President Trump on that medication Turns out it doesn't really hold up when third parties offer sort to Sort of dump it. that news in there while nobody's paying attention. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nobody, yeah, so I'm like, okay, out. it's Friday. Uh, I riding in the streets. Let's retract that study real quick. Yeah, interesting. We see how you guys are doing it. Uh, I also saw one headline that said, I think it was the Wall Street Journal, actually, which was disappointing, but it said um, the, the, that the study was retracted, but it said of anti-malaria drug that had been used to, and I'm like, 
Oh, you didn't want to put the name on there because then we'd know. They just wanted to put anti-malaria drugs so that it didn't draw attention to the fact that it was hydroxychloroquine. We're on to you. All right. Yesterday's poll question. Did Drew Brees make the right call apologizing for saying he would never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag? 88, almost 89 percent of you said no. 11.5 percent of you said yes. Uh, Today's question, today's poll question. Whose comment is more offensive, Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? Of course, we just went over this earlier in the show, but you heard what Joe Biden said. There are probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of people out there who are not very good people. Hillary Clinton, uh, back in 2016, you could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. I think it's very clear here, Hillary Clinton targeting Trump supporters. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, that's not even offensive. I mean, he might be underestimating it. I don't know. Maybe he's talking <laughs> about true. the maybe he's talking about the rioters. And no, the that's what I thought he was talking about yeah. when I heard when I heard. I thought that was talking about. So for sure, I'm going Hillary Clinton. Easily. Okay, yeah, Hillary. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know what you think. You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at the Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here as always. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.